20 year old wax 104.5 so is santa claus but summer's going to get here first that's for sure might even feel like it this weekend after what we just went through is again we're warming up significantly about an 80 degree difference between what we had well probably yesterday morning at this time and what we're going to have over the weekend and it's 80 degrees in the right direction so that's good news hey it's about a minute after five on this friday morning in wax this is 104.5 fm waxx eau claire let's get some news this morning nbc news radio i'm mark nafield Make no mistake, it's still amazingly cold, but people in the Midwest are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. The polar vortex will exit soon, and cities blanketed by sub-zero temperatures will experience a dramatic warm-up. In Chicago, the people braving minus 30-degree wind chills will welcome temperatures in the 40s on Saturday. President Trump says a key theme to his upcoming State of the Union address will be unity. But I, I really think it's going to be a speech that's going to cover a lot of territory. Speaking at the White House yesterday, Trump suggested he will also tout a number of accomplishments, including boosting defense spending and tax cuts. The big speech is set for Tuesday night at the U.S. Capitol. It was postponed from earlier because of the partial government shutdown. But President Trump does not have much confidence in the bipartisan talks going on now over border security. In an interview with the New York Times, Trump called the negotiations a waste of time. Lawmakers are trying to hammer out a deal on border security to avoid another partial government shutdown in February. The president has stopped just short of saying he'll declare a national emergency if he doesn't get funding for the wall. However, he said he's set the table for what he plans to do and will continue to build the wall until it's finished. A federal judge has tossed out a lawsuit by unhappy New Orleans Saints fans that tried to change the outcome of the NFC championship game. The fans had argued that a blown pass interference call in the final minutes against the Los Angeles Rams likely cost their team a Super Bowl berth. The U.S. district judge ruled in the league's favor and denied the plaintiff's request that she ordered the NFL to replay the end of the game. And today is the start of Black History Month. The month-long observance started as a way to remember achievements by African Americans and their role in United States history. Black History Month is celebrated in the U.S., Canada, Ireland, the Netherlands, and the United Kingdom. The doodle on Google's homepage today is of Sojourner Truth, a black abolitionist and women's rights activist who was born into slavery in the late 1700s and later escaped to freedom with her infant daughter. You are listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Oh, I thought for sure that lawsuit from New Orleans Saints fans was <laughs> going to go through and change the game and stop the Super Bowl and everything else, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure there's about a half dozen lawsuits out there waiting for my officiating crew from Osseo, you know. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's a, it's a big sign of frustration, no question about that, as far as that call that was not made and uh, no satisfaction from the NFL. But, no. again, it's human error. The guy that referees are human and they made a mistake they all said that yeah it was a penalty and why they didn't call it they, they don't know but uh file a lawsuit oh this country lawsuit happy <laughs> i can't imagine how would you like to be an attorney and say all these people are going to hire you to file a lawsuit on behalf of the new orleans saints over a play that wasn't called in a football game but the the attorney is saying, hey, write the check. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, we've got more coming up. We'll update our weather, which is getting better. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888 888- 947-7828 
or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. If you need a dependable and affordable vehicle, but you've been turned down and you have a tax refund coming, you need to come see us at Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane. We are the only dealership with We Care Credit Repair. It was created to help people that needed a dependable vehicle but couldn't get a loan. I'm Rick Moore, the owner of the all-new Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane. If you have a tax refund coming and you don't have a vehicle or you need a more dependable vehicle, see us. I'm Kina, and We Care Credit Repair is only available at Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane. If you have a job and earn at least $1,200 per month and any bankruptcies are discharged and with little or no money down. We can probably get you into a nicer, dependable vehicle. If you have an employee that doesn't have a car, tell them. If you have a family member that doesn't have a car, tell them. If you know anyone who needs a dependable ride, tell them to see us at Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane, I-94 and Highway 93. It's not just about cars. It's about helping folks get a dependable and affordable car. When no one else can help them. Weather's getting better, as uh, you have already seen if you've stepped outside this morning versus yesterday morning. About a, what, 25-degree difference, about 30 below yesterday. Now it's uh, about 5 below, which is still cold, obviously. But it looks like everything is back on schedule. I mean, businesses, schools, all reopening today. So, again, back to some normal conditions. I haven't seen anything. Have you, Scott, about uh, late starts or closings or anything I haven't morning? seen a thing. And right. uh, th- so. that w- It's warm enough that some snow flurries actually been yeah. falling. All right. So, again, we're getting back to more tolerable temperatures. 16 going to be the high today. Then tonight, overnight, down to about 11 as we get to chore time tomorrow morning. And close to 40s and probably over 40 on Sunday, at least for the next three days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Maybe a little rain and snow on Monday, Tuesday, cooling back down to about 20. Right now it's 8 below in Green Bay, 2 above in Milwaukee, Madison, and Sun Prairie. They're at 4 below this morning. Rice Lake's 5 below, Marshfield 7 below, Lacrosse 1 above. Here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're 5 below right now, and again, on our way to 16. Well, markets were pretty much closed yesterday as far as the sale barn activity, but we'll catch you up on the numbers. When farming, prices fluctuate, whether it is feed, milk, or livestock prices. Hi, this is Michelle from Tureen Livestock Market in Thorpe. One thing that is consistent, we at Tureen Livestock Market will work to get the best prices for your livestock. We're not a cooperative. We're family-owned and operated. Our sales are every Monday and Wednesday, and we're conveniently located one and a half miles north of Thorpe on Highway 73. Give us a call at 715-669-7127 because at Tureen Livestock Market, we're all Always striving to be the best market of choice for your livestock. FBP Stay Tuned, a multi-system additive that's your sub-zero hero. Stay Tuned helps your engine run smooth and stabilizes your fuel all winter long. Grab a can at a Menards near you. FBP. All right, let's take a look at some of these numbers. First of all, cash livestock numbers. Now, these obviously were not from yesterday, but earlier in the week. And what kind of a trend were we looking at earlier in the week, Scott? Fed beef steers were at 114 to 128 and three quarters with mixed at 1 to 119. Fed beef heifers select and choice 114 to 124 with mixed at 70 to 117. And Fed Holstein steers selected choice 85 to 95 and a half with, I'm sorry, those prime. And select and choice were at 64 to 84. 
Cows, 40 to 48, with the top at 64. Bulls, 76 to 85. Butcher hogs at 32 and down. Sows were 18 to 22. Boars were 8 and down. And shorn and unshorn market lambs, 75 to 150. Feeder lambs were 135 to 225. And at the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures were under pressure yesterday. Taking a look at uh, February live cattle, 124.80, down $1.35. April one twenty six thirty down a dollar seventy five. June also down a dollar seventy five. One fifteen ninety five in August down a buck and a half at one twelve fifty seven. Feeder cattle for March down a dollar seventy five at one twenty two fifty five. One forty two fifty five. April feeder cattle one forty four twenty seven down a dollar fifty five. May also down a dollar fifty five at one forty four eighty. And August feeders one forty eight ninety two down a buck and a half. Lean hogs for February fifty six twenty five. That was off a dollar twenty. April sixty twenty two down two dollars. The May contract was down ninety five cents at sixty seven forty two. In June down eighty two at seventy five thirty. Board of Trade a little higher this morning. Uh, some of those good reports coming out of U.S. China trade talks. We'll talk more about that. But at last look this morning, March corn up a penny at three seventy eight. Oats up six at two eighty eight. Wheat up a couple at five nineteen. March soybeans up eight at nine twenty three. Soybean meal up two twenty a ton at three twelve twenty. Barrel cheese unchanged yesterday one thirty and a quarter. The blocks one forty nine and a quarter, and that was up two and a quarter. Butter down a quarter of a cent at two twenty nine. February class three down one at fourteen oh two. March down ten at fourteen thirty six. April down eleven at fourteen fifty three. May down fourteen at fifteen oh four. And June down 9 at 15.48. And looking out through the rest of the second half of 2019, those Class 3 prices were mixed. Again, 5 below 0. Morning on wax, brightening up your day as Mother Nature is too. Warming it up for 16 today and then right around 40 the next three days. All right, we talked about uh, that China trade deal. What's the latest? Well, the uh, latest round of U.S.-Chinese trade talks ended yesterday in Washington, and observers say the negotiators made real progress toward a new trade deal. Even President Trump said he was happy with the progress they made and that he plans to meet with China's president later this month to get a new final deal done. At this week's meetings, one thing China did commit to was to buy an additional 5 million metric tons of U.S. soybeans over an undisclosed period of time. If that meeting later this month between the two leaders doesn't bring about at least a temporary trade deal, U.S. tariffs on Chinese goods will go up from 10% to 25% on March 2nd. And they were a little bit over-enthusiastic when they first started reporting the progress coming out of this uh out of this trade deal, some of the media reports said China's agreed to buy 5 million metric tons of U.S. soybeans a day. <laughs> well, of course, yeah. that sent everybody just into the next planet. And then they said, whoa, 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 no, slow down. It's just 5 million metric tons over a period of time, right. not 5 right. million metric tons a day. <laughs> that would that would really change the landscape. Well, I'll tell you, that would be yeah. interesting. Yeah. But again, you know, you talk about if this doesn't get done, March 1st, March 2nd, those tariffs go on from 10% up to 25% on Chinese goods. Well, you know there's going to be retaliation. And so we're going to get hit with them as well. So hopefully they can get a trade deal done. And more trade deals, as we talked yesterday, you know, Japan, one of our biggest customers, is looking at uh, finishing this week. I think today 
Some of their free trade agreements go in place with the European mm-hmm. Union, also that TPP, Australia, New Zealand, and other countries. And talking to folks, uh, Dr. David Cole, who was down at the Corn Soy Expo yesterday, I had a chance to visit with him, and he said, yeah, those are important. But he said, you got to remember, the most important trading partners we have are Mexico and Canada. They're number one and number three for us, and this trade deal has to be approved. And I said, well, why wouldn't it be? Who'd be against it? And he said, well, nobody in their right mind would be against it. But with the politics we're facing now, someone on, who knows, the Democratic side or whatever may say, ah, we don't want to give Trump a victory. If they do, that would be a major, major mistake. So uh, hopefully the U.S.-Mexico-China free trade agreement does get approved. It's been all dealt with. All we got to do now is get it approved. So hopefully that will be done. But again, some positive news yesterday, which is good, coming out of Washington with the trade talks between the U.S. and China. And down at the uh, Corn Soy Expo, they presented some awards. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more on this Friday morning where it's five below right now. You're almost happy to say it's five below right now because <laughs> yesterday it was 25 below. The wind chills at about 48 below. So a whole lot more fun to talk about. I don't know when I've been so happy to report that it's five below zero, <laughs> but it'll get above zero today, 16, and then about 40 on Saturday, about 40 on Sunday, upper 30s probably on Monday with a little rain-snow mix. I hope not a lot of that rain, but, uh, man, it's cloudy yesterday, or foggy yesterday, too, heading down the interstate, wasn't it? It, it really was. It, it was almost like uh, something happened, uh, a disaster, a nuclear attack or something. Yeah, we talked seem. about it being the twilight zone. Yeah, it does. Yesterday morning, it was foggy going down there, but, uh, again, and a lot, of, a lot of poor semi-drivers sitting along the road yesterday. Wow, there was one stretch there down by the Dells. There were about about a half a dozen within about three four hundred yards along yep. the interstate. So hopefully things things are better and everybody's on the move. We're going to talk to Brad Papp, our new agriculture secretary. We'll do that next right here on twenty in a row wax one hundred four point five, where it's only five below zero right now. This is Chad Glaze of Vinevest North Crop and Ag Insurance in Wausau. We are your local family-owned and operated full-service agriculture insurance agency. In these challenging markets, farm business viability includes a strong crop insurance and farm risk management portfolio. Call Vinevest North Crop and Ag Insurance in Wausau for a review of your 2019 crop insurance coverage today. Also, take a look at the new dairy revenue protection policy available to dairy farmers from the RMA. The March 15th crop insurance deadline to make any changes to your current policy is rapidly approaching. We work with growers throughout Wisconsin. So call Vinevest North Crop and Ag Insurance in Wausau today, 888-675-1829 or visit vinevestnorth.com. That's 888-675-1829 or visit vinevestnorth.com. Proud to serve Wisconsin agriculture. Vinevest North and the company's representative are equal opportunity providers. Coverage is subject to availability, terms and conditions, and may not be available in all areas. Back up at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells again today, day number two of the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And one of the faces we may see working the crowd and visiting with uh, agribusiness exhibitors, our new Wisconsin Ag Secretary, I guess, elect. Uh, Bob, I'm, I know he's got the job, but I guess we've got to be polite about the terms. But Brad Paff, 
no stranger to Wisconsin agriculture, that's for sure. Absolutely not. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. In fact, Brad Paff didn't grow up too far from here, down the Melrose-Mindoro area, down in the Black River Falls country where he's still got family farming. But Brad has been an advocate of agriculture through working in various forms of the government. He was past state FSA director, and now as we look at him being the agriculture secretary in Wisconsin, he told me recently that he's really excited to be taking over at DATCAP and serving Wisconsin farmers. Oh, I'm extremely excited the opportunity that's been provided to serve as the secretary of Wisconsin's Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. Bob, I'll never forget where you come from. You come from the farm. You work very hard. People work very hard on the farm. And we all know one another. We support one another. And we all want each other to succeed. And you can't forget that here in state government. You can't forget that at all. And you come from the farm in the Melrose-Mindoro area. But what inspired you to, to move on to public service because you've uh, held different jobs in the public arena but as we said this is the crown jewel what made you wanted to continue to do this my family's been farming in northern lacrosse county quite frankly since they came to this country from europe in the mid-1800s rural communities family farmers small towns just the rural outlook on life that's what i was raised with what i believe in it's the people, my heroes when I was growing up were farmers. Quite frankly, still to this day, my heroes are farmers. I want to serve agriculture. I've always wanted to serve agriculture in one way, shape, or form. And um, I'll do everything I can as Secretary of Agriculture to make sure that the voices of the family farmers back home in western Wisconsin and throughout the state, that they've got a voice, that their concerns are being heard. It's not an easy time right now. Milk prices aren't where we want them to be. Grain commodity prices, we're in the fifth year of pretty low prices. We've got uh, we got to find new markets. We've got to keep these markets open. I want to make sure that those farmers back home have someone that they can trust and someone that they feel that uh, will work for their interest uh, in government. May it be at the federal level or at the state level. And, Brad, as you get into the position now, one of your early predecessors, Ben Branson, who hasn't been gone that long, he was always looking for new markets, too. He had trade missions, different parts of the world. Is that something on your agenda, and how can you move forward with that right now? Because we need markets right now, but yet we've got some trade barriers that are staring us in the face, including tariffs and unfinished trade deals. And as you said, concern right now is that these commodity prices are at uh, 10-year lows for some of our dairy prices, if not worse. How can you move forward? This is a tough time for you to be taken over. Well, we have local, regional, national, and international markets. And Wisconsin products, quite frankly, feed all of those markets. And we've got opportunities. The consumer palate is continuing to change. And what we've got in this state is we've got such a broad and diverse agriculture. When it comes broad and diverse dairy, we have opportunities to, you know, supply, provide large amounts of volume uh, to uh, various processors if they're interested in a particular um, uh, particular commodity, a cheese commodity. We also have an opportunity to, quite frankly, work with a very specialized um, 
processor. Um, we have high-quality milk. We have grass-based uh, uh, dairies. We've got organic dairies. Uh, but we also obviously can work very closely with some of the larger, um, the larger processors. We can make sure that, uh, that these companies um, know that they've got a reliable supplier here with Wisconsin. And, of course, we are Wisconsin, America's Dairyland. And I've been traveling, and I'm sure you travel, too. The headline is always low milk prices because of oversupply, lack of demand. But yet you'll go places, and I have done it within the past year. A grocery store in Florida, a big one, had a sign in the window, Wisconsin Cheese. I walked in. I said, oh, good. I want to get some cheese from back home. I couldn't find it. I asked the guy in the dairy case. I said, where's this Wisconsin cheese? He said, well, it's right over here. There were like three packages left. I said, well, three packages. You're advertising big sign in your window. He said, yeah, as soon as we advertise, it's all gone. I said, why don't you have more? He said, we can't get it. So it's a problem of distribution, and that's one of the things that we've got to do right here in our own country, it seems to me, because that's not the first time I've run across that, is getting the product to consumers that want it in the south, the southwest, and other parts of the country. They want Wisconsin cheese. Like you said, our heritage is so rich and our product is so well-received, we just got to get it there. That's correct, And and that is something that we have to. We here at the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, working with other um, state uh, government uh, departments like the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, but also, quite frankly, working with our food processors, our distribution uh, centers. This has to, we have to tell this story. We have to make sure that we get the product out into the marketplace. Uh, those are concerns that I've heard in the past, but I, quite frankly, I've run into that myself, and I want to make sure that um, you know, we have these conversations with the food distributors and say, you know, there is there's value added in the Wisconsin name. There's value added in the product that are that we that come from this state. The care, the tenderness, what we do, um, you know, on the farm, uh, how we, um, you know, how we produce the the product, and we need to make sure that we tell that story. So I'm going to continue to tell that story um, as as Secretary of the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. Um, it, it will be front and center, the fact that you know, I'm very proud of the 8,000 dairy farms that we have in this state. I'm very proud of the fact that one out of every 12 jobs in the state of Wisconsin is tied to agriculture. I'm very proud of the fact that agriculture is a centerpiece in um, our state's economy. Uh, almost every county in our, in our state, uh, agriculture is, quite frankly, uh, the leading employer, one of the largest leading uh, leading employers uh, in that given county. Agriculture is what unites us as a people in this state. And Brad Paff is our new Secretary of Agriculture with us. Brad, a little bit of the nuts and bolts. First of all, we're working with a new governor, Tony Evers, obviously. First question, what kind of, I guess, give and take have you had with him, and what is his level of knowledge of agriculture and interest in agriculture about the situation that we're facing now with these really low prices? Well, Governor Evers is someone who's no stranger to rural Wisconsin. He was raised in Sheboygan County, graduated from high school, Plymouth High School, um, has uh, got his degrees from the University of Wisconsin at Madison, has spent his entire career here in Wisconsin as an educator, He's been an educator in rural communities, including places like Baraboo, as well as in Toma, Wisconsin. Um, he understands rural communities. 
He understands rural people. He understands the day-to-day life that um, rural families have, uh, the back-and-forth conversations that take place in the coffee shops. He also recognizes how difficult it is to make ends meet. He wants to make sure that we here in the state of Wisconsin, that uh, we're in all four corners of the state, that everybody, regardless of where they may live, quite frankly, regardless of their zip code, that they get an opportunity to participate and have opportunities in order to make this state even better. And again, that's Brad Path, a chance to finally catch up with Brad as he takes over, and he's excited, he's dedicated, and he's really, uh, you know, as he said, I'm here to work for Wisconsin farmers. That's my job. And uh, so if you got uh, some concerns and questions, I think we, we all have those over different things involved in the Wisconsin agriculture. Brad said he's there to listen and uh, see what he can do to make things better for Wisconsin agriculture, and he said the governor's committed to the same thing. All right, 28 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock on this Friday morning at Wax, 5 below, and uh, again, one of those Fridays where you really kind of get excited about the weekend warming up. However, today is the day we will lay to rest uh, dear friend Dale Cragness out at uh, out at uh, Lutheran Church out there, Big Elk Creek Lutheran, about 11 o'clock this morning, and... Uh, not something I'm looking forward to, I'll tell you, because uh, you miss uh, you miss your friends, and uh, you know you start you start losing them, and all of a sudden your mortality comes you faces you square in the face. But as nice a man as I ever met, Dale Cragness, and uh, lay him to rest about eleven o'clock this morning out there at Big Elk Creek Lutheran Church out there in the uh, Elk Mound area. All right, we've got other things going on, including some market weather, local weather. Then we'll get a few markets. Scott will tell us what's going on in the news next. Start the new year off in style at Wall-to-Wall Carpet One during their semi-annual flooring sale and clearance, where the savings are so big they only do it twice a year. Now's a great time to find extreme values on carpet, hardwood, luxury vinyl with savings of $100, $250, or $500 on select floors. Featuring all-new Oath Carpets by Resista, ultra-tough and waterproof with a 10-year no-exclusion stain warranty. Don't miss the semi-annual flooring and clearance sale going on now at Wall-to-Wall Carpet One on East Hamilton in Eau Claire. Chippewa Valley Bean is looking for new kidney bean growers for the 2019 crop year. They're also offering very attractive pricing for your crop, including a Wisconsin grower premium. Chippewa Valley Bean, the largest processor of kidney beans in the world, is located right here in Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is offering an increased 2019 base price plus increased quality and volume premiums. They also provide freight support payments to help get your crop to their facility. Call Charles today at 715-664-8342 to hear about those new contracts. Again, 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com. All right, Scott, some of our local news. What's happening around the countryside? Well, for fear of preaching to the choir, we know temperatures are improving as this polar vortex recedes from western Wisconsin. Lighter winds yesterday eased the wind chill factor despite the temperatures still being in the 20s below zero. Highs will increase tomorrow while remaining below zero until late morning. Eau Claire businesses are being affected by the recent polar vortex. Businesses that stayed open saw serious dips in revenue while many shut down between Tuesday and yesterday. At least 100 businesses or public facilities across the Chippewa Valley closed or changed their hours during that dangerous cold snap. 
and the bitter cold is affecting furnaces and pipes in Eau Claire homes. Heating and plumbing professionals say they've seen an increase in repair, repair calls this week. The most common issues include frozen pipes and furnace failures. An objection is being filed in a Chippewa County lawsuit against Gordy's Market. Gordy's filed the objection on Wednesday. The multi-million dollar lawsuit accuses Gordy's of violating a customer supply agreement. A new boutique is offering free wigs and other comfort items for Eau Claire area cancer patients. The boutique is at HSHS Sacred Heart Hospital and carries hand-knitted scarves and hats, blankets, wigs, and other products designed to make treatment processes for cancer patients a little more comfortable. The store is open to all cancer patients regardless of where they're being treated. Foxconn says it's still committed to southeast Wisconsin. It's just not committed to the factory. The Taiwanese electrics, electronics giant announced this week that it's shifting its focus as its camp, at its campus near Racine. Instead of manufa- a manufacturing facility that was supposed to make LCD screens and employ 13,000 people, Foxconn said it wants to now build a research and development lab. And Governor Tony Evers' transportation secretary is signaling possible increases in the gas tax or vehicle fees to to help pay for repairing roads. Craig Thompson said yesterday that more money is needed for transportation and that the best sources of funding would be higher gas taxes or vehicle fees. Thompson says a 2014 amendment to the state constitution guarantees that those funds would only be used for transportation. Well, there you go. All right. So maybe they would get the roads and the bridges fixed. And I wonder how many people, when they heard that story about Foxconn around Wisconsin, are saying, I told you so. Oh, boy. That was too good to be true. Yeah, they had questionable backgrounds in the past. Well, yeah, they've still got, what, Pennsylvania that signed a big deal like that to build a big plant, and they still haven't built it out there. That was a few years ago, so I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but it sure doesn't seem like it's going to be what we were were first told as far as this relationship between Wisconsin and Foxconn, but uh, I know a lot of people are nervous about that down in that part of the country, down in the Kenosha area where they're doing all the, the road work and... Yep. building site and things like that. Yep, It'll be interesting to Hopefully see how Hopefully something works out yet. I hope so. I hey, hope so. In bad news, Bob, I saw this report, and I know this will affect you, that the Mall of America is saying goodbye to its um, uh, American Girl store. The American Girl store is going to close. That? I have no idea. <laughs> is, that a, is, that a, is that a doll, that American Girl doll thing? I believe it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I can't remember the last time I've been to the mall. I've only been there, I think, twice in my life, and I think my kids were, oh, boy. that's. I bet it's been 15, 20 years since I've been to the Mall of America. The first time my wife went with me to the Mall of America when she moved up here from Florida, she said, I've been to the Mall of America twice. And I said, no, you've only been here once. She said, the first time and the last time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's quite a place, so I'll tell you. I remember yeah. when people used to... I met, uh, did meet some people over there. One, the one time I was there, a couple times I was there, but I don't know. I was talking to somebody sitting there, and they said, "I said, where are you from?" And they said, "Cleveland." I said, "You came all the way." <laughs> they had flights. They had a flight sure. from Cleveland that would leave in the morning, specifically come to Minneapolis, go to the Mall of America, and then fly home, right. like a chartered flight. 
Like I think I'd rather take one to Vegas I, than the Mall of America, but that's how it is. I will say there there used to be at least I don't know if it's there anymore a discount bookstore oh, yeah. that it was sinful for me. I I almost busted my back carrying <laughs> books out of that store. Ah, uh, good. Well, you can uh, get over to the Mall of America anyplace else. Let's look at our weather. Drew's over at uh, Skywarn Thirteen. Brought to you by Bobcat Plus. And, Drew, I'll tell you, I've never been so excited to say it's five below zero this morning. I know. It's going to feel like a summer day. I can't believe you all haven't heard of American Girl. It's like <laughs> it's like the most popular doll in the world or well, something. Well, I don't have daughters. Well, I have my daughter's only nine months old, but I've still heard of American really? Girl. It's big. It's i got to get out more. That that and Barbie. They're probably a rival. Well, Barbie. I've heard of Barbie. I think, yeah. they're, I think they're bigger than a Barbie. I'm not exactly sure. Well, there you go. Well, you got something to learn for your daughter. <laughs> Right. Uh, uh, well, I tell you, five below zero is balmy compared to what we had. It's getting better from here. Huh? Oh man, it's just amazing how much you know. Thirty degrees. How much a difference thirty degrees feels, even though it's still pretty cold outside. Yeah, temperatures right now still a little bit below zero for most locations, but we will start to see those temperatures rising. Hopefully, I'm guessing above zero, maybe about ten o'clock this morning for the Eau Claire area. There's a couple of places down in the Cooley region which right now are right around or just below zero, but that's a huge improvement, obviously, from what we have seen. Uh, we did pick up a little bit of light snow overnight, just a dusting and still seeing a few flurries out there right now, but most of that winter weather has exited, so there could be a few slick spots on the road, but shouldn't be a major issue. Later today, though, again, those temperatures topping out in the teens above zero, finally breaking the stretch of sub-zero temperatures. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds. Overnight tonight, temperatures really don't drop much at all, just a couple degrees after sunset, and we'll actually see rising temperatures through the overnight hours thanks to winds out of the south. Heading into this weekend, it looks pretty nice. It's actually ground Groundhog Day on Saturday. And unfortunately, for right now, my prediction is that he will see his shadow, and we're dealing. Does that mean he's going to have six more weeks? That, that's how it always is, uh, you know. Like uh, the actual forecast for uh, Punxsutawney, uh, Pennsylvania, is cloudy, but somehow, somehow, he always manages to see his shadow. So. What about Sun Prairie? If they're going to get well, if we got drizzle in the forecast for tomorrow, they might Sun Prairie Jimmy might not see he his. Might not see his shadow there, but again, I don't know. I just <laughs> I feel like those rodents some always somehow <laughs> always still manage to see their shadow even. Uh, on the cloudiest of days, but, you know, it happens. Uh, but, yeah, either way you look at it, it's going to be almost spring-like this weekend because we'll see those temperatures in the 30s and uh, even potentially in the 40s on Sunday, but we are expecting some light rain and drizzle on that day. Uh, as we head into next week, it does cool down. We'll see temperatures back in the mid and upper 30s on Monday, likely seeing a wintry mix on that day. Some light snow possible on Tuesday, but then cooler temperatures back into the low 20s, a little bit below average. Wednesday, another chance at seeing some snow. Pretty cold that day. Temperatures just below 20, and then it looks dry next Thursday, but pretty cold. We could be back into sub-zero temperatures overnight. Not as bad as we saw, but still a few degrees below zero. Zero. And then for Thursday, a mix of sunshine and clouds, temperatures in the single digits. But, hey, let's just focus on the weekend. It's going to be much nicer. Enjoy it for now. It's currently 5 below with a few flurries in Eau Claire. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Drew Williams. So what are you going to grill this weekend, steak or, uh, or brats I don't know. I did, I did steak last Sunday, so okay. right before the snow came. Yep. Uh, let's go around. Maybe I'll do some burgers out there, some brats. I don't know. I mean, it's... Super Bowl Sunday, so I guess I could uh, pretend that the Packers are in the Super Bowl and do some brats. Well, you're from Texas. Aren't you a Cowboy fan? Or I am not. I thought we've discussed this. I am no. not a Cowboys fan okay. at all. All my friends were back in the 90s sure. when the Cowboys you know, were winning yeah, Super yeah, Bowls yeah. and whatnot. But no, I'm not a uh, Packers or I, I've been a Packers fan my entire life, and it's basically because of, of Brett Favre. I've always been a big Brett Favre fan. Well, a lot of us were, and a lot of us still are. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, yeah, well, whatever you make, enjoy it. 
All right, Bob. Take care. All Have right. a good weekend. There you go. That's Drew Williams over there at Skywarn 13. Taking a look at our wax weather here, about 20 minutes to 6 on a Friday morning. Brought to you by Bobcat Plus, Chippewa Falls, and Osseo. Tough jobs demand tough equipment. Bobcat loaders from Bobcat Plus answer the challenge for those tough jobs. Like the new M-Series loaders. More power, more performance, more comfort. There's a Bobcat loader that's perfect for your job. But don't just take my word on it. Hi, this is Bob Bosold. See the compact material handling equipment experts at Bobcat Plus and let their specialists show you the growing lineup of Bobcat equipment. Visit Bobcat Plus in Butler, Waukesha, De Pere, Appleton. Osseo or Chippewa Falls. Bobcat Plus, working the state of Wisconsin one customer at a time. All right, we've got uh, things going on. I'm not sure if uh, Mark is going to get here from uh, Clare County Extension Office or not, but uh, we'll press on one way or another. As we go back to the Corn Soy Expo, some of the results, some of the grower awards, Scott, what happened? Well, despite the sub-zero temperatures, a big crowd turned out for day one of the annual Wisconsin Corn Soy Pork Expo at Wisconsin Dells. That continues today. Among other activities, the group passed out at their their annual grower awards. For the soybean growers, the winner in Division 2 was Custer Farms of Chippewa Falls with yields of 76.67 acres per acre, or bushels per acre, rather. In second place was Adam Majeski of Balsam Lake, who got 56.64 bushel yields. And finish, finishing second in Division Three was Oh My Farms, that's the Omican family from Abbotsford, with their yields of 77.9 bushels. Among the winners in the corn growing contest were Jeff and Barb Leskowski of Plover, who finished first and second in the Northern Division competition with yields of 294 and 289 bushels an acre, respectively. And on a side note, uh, James Giese... Uh, from down by Alma Center, was elected to the board of the Wisconsin Corn Growers Association. Uh, uh, Jim uh, runs uh, the farm down there with his father, Emil, near Alma Center. They uh, run about a few thousand acres of corn. I think he said about 4,000. And uh, milk 140 dairy cows. And uh, he's pretty active in the Jackson County Fair and uh, does a lot of tractor pulling events. Yeah, I wonder what he does in his free time. <laughs> <laughs> right. But again, it takes good young guys like that to be. I did Absolutely. talk to James a little bit uh, yesterday following his election to the board. So congratulations on that. Now, when they announce these soybean grower awards, now listen up. If you're old Rice Lake North and growing soybeans, you cost yourself a thousand dollars because you didn't want to fill out a one-page form. Right. And many, and it's a twenty-five dollar entry fee. And many times, most times, in fact, I think every time, whoever you bought your seed from would pay the twenty-five dollars. Nobody entered from Division One. First prize a thousand dollars. Second prize five hundred dollars. No entry. As Sean Conley, our state soybean specialist, said, if somebody from Division One would have said, "I grew five bushels an acre," you'd have won a thousand dollars. So if you're growing soybeans, up and you know I'm encouraging you to do this because it's almost like free money if you're growing soybeans (laughs) up in that northern tier of counties in wisconsin enter you think well i only had 40 bushels an acre 45 bushels an acre you want a thousand dollars if you'd entered so again (laughs) get that done and of course you got to wait till the harvest is over next fall but again think about it and uh tell you 
I can't imagine there's too many farms where $1,000 or even $500 wouldn't come in pretty darn handy. So, again, it's uh, something to think about for next year. I mean, Sean talks about it all the time, about entering these yield contests, how easy it is. I mean, they've got it down to, as he explained it to me, it, they've simplified it about as much as they can. It's a one-page form. When you harvest your beans, you get a third party in there just to verify those yields, somebody from the co-op or whatever the case may be, and they sign off on it. You send it in, and then you're in the mix with your $25. You're good to go. <laughs> and what what seed salesman wouldn't want to say that his seed won the contest, the yield contest? So, again, I uh, harp on this because $1,000 is $1,000. Man, oh, man. So so get that done. Is there an acreage limitation on that, Bob? A minimum acreage limitation? No, I, I have so. some pretty nice gardens down yeah, there. Yeah, well, you're not in the Northern my, Division either. You know, that's so. true, too. My yeah, wife keeps saying those gardens are pretty costly. So. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, <laughs> but again, uh, seriously, think about it yeah. next year if you're up in that air division because, again, it's uh, you didn't have to grow a whole lot of beans to win this year. All right, we've got almost a quarter to five, and I'm not sure if Jerry Fitzgerald is gotten up yet to go to the bathroom and give us a phone call, but we'll find out if he's got anything to report about uh, what's going on at Stratford as we uh, get set for a full marketing week next week. We'll see if he gets on the horn. You know, it's never too early to start thinking about your crop inputs. Alliance Bank wants to help you plant the proverbial seed and be your financial partner. Alliance Bank has the flexibility and knowledge of agriculture to give your operation an advantage, and their crop input loan program has attractive rates and flexible repayment terms. Check out Alliance Bank online and learn more at alliancebank.us and then talk to their experienced team of local ag lending professionals based in Osseo, Mondovi, Cochran, Bluff Siding, and Gilmanton. Alliance Bank, an equal housing lender, member FDIC. Well, he is on the phone this morning, Jerry Fitzgerald over at Stratford. Good morning, Jerry. You excited that it's only five below zero this morning? Well, good morning to you, Bob. Well, yeah, it's, uh, well, I guess it's a of uh, human nature, I guess, is about time. But no, it's been a serious, uh, a serious run here in the last uh, 72, 80 hours. So uh, uh, certainly, hats off to all the folks out there that uh, had to endure all this and uh, going out every morning when it's 40 below zero to milk the cows or feed your cattle or do whatever you got to do. So we are very thankful that we've turned the corner, and uh, so uh, we'll see what happens next week. But it. Uh, well, I guess we got to go through one of these stretches of Mother Nature every once in a while. Uh, every once in a while, that's for sure. Well, what is going to happen next week? Well, first of all, Bob, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. And we'll just give a brief summary of uh, earlier in the week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, if anything positive does come out of this cold weather, it did have a, a rather positive effect on the market cattle. Uh, I'm talking cows and fat cattle. We did see these good high-yielding cows earlier in the week sell from 57 to 65. The majority of the cows are selling in that 42 to 56 range. Uh, also on the fat cattle, a uh, strong trend on the fat cattle with your choice grading steers, mostly from 77 to 89. We did see these high-yielding choice Holsteins, 89 to 91. So that was a positive effect there. We hope this carries over into next week. And uh, calf market, uh, well, in the, in the very cold weather, of course, understandably, the uh, buyer is quite selective on on the quality of the calves, but the better quality bull calves still, still selling in that range from 50 to 115. 
So now we will uh, get uh, going next week. Uh, first of all, I do want to mention uh, Equity Stratford. The yard will be open. The barn will be open uh, Sunday afternoon starting at 3 from the hours of 3 to 8 for you folks to bring in your market cattle for uh, that Monday auction. That's probably a pretty good idea. If you got some uh, good, strong, healthy cows you want to be selling on Monday, Bring them in uh, Sunday afternoon to avoid the big rush on Monday, and we'll feed water for him overnight. Sell uh, bright and early Monday morning, uh, getting underway 9.30 Monday morning. We will, of course, be selling market cattle, fat cattle, baby calves, and uh, full sale schedule next week. Doesn't look like there's anything in the weather that would uh, uh, tamper with that schedule. And, of course, Tuesday will be the hay auction and the dairy auction. Next Wednesday will be the feeder cattle auction. So, uh, if you've got cattle to consign, uh, 715-687-4101 is our phone number. And, of course, our website will be updated today. And uh, get all that information on that, Equity Co-op, click on the Stratford page. So, Bob, uh, we've kind of turned the corner, but, again, it's uh, been a struggle, a lot of lot of frozen pipes and a lot of stuff. So it's just, uh, just uh, well, I guess Mother Nature is still the boss. I guess so. Who are you picking to win the Super Bowl? Well, you don't want to get me on that subject. I'm not even going to watch it. Uh I don't think I didn't anyway, ask you that. Today, I want to know who you think is going to win. Oh, well, who? Well, I don't like the Patriots at all, <laughs> so I would hope the Rams would win, but uh, I've got my qualms about that. Well, too, so I don't to, know. I'm not going to get it, to It's hard to pick against Belichick and Brady, isn't it? Well, whether you like them or not, but yep. it's, uh, I'm kind of. Uh, kind of like those people in New Orleans, you know, so I'm not going to get on that subject this morning. So, <laughs> All right, well, we'll let you go here before we get you too upset. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Hey, you guys enjoy the weekend, enjoy the weather, and, uh, well, I imagine uh, Scott will probably be coming in Monday morning with a tan and everything, huh? Oh, I would imagine he was. He's already got one, so we're, we're good to go. We'll talk to you later. See you guys. There you go, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. FVP Stay Tuned, a multi-system additive that's your sub-zero hero. Stay Tuned helps your engine run smooth and stabilizes your fuel all winter long. Grab a can at a Menards near you. FVP. Chippewa Valley Bean is looking for new kidney bean growers for the 2019 crop year. They're also offering very attractive pricing for your crop, including a Wisconsin grower premium. Chippewa Valley Bean, the largest processor of kidney beans in the world, is located right here in Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is offering an increased 2019 base price plus increased quality and volume premiums. They also provide freight support payments to help get your crop to their facility. Call Charles today at 715-664-8342 to hear about those new contracts. Again, 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com. And he is here, Mark Hagedorn, our Clare County Agricultural Agent. We'll visit with Mark here in just a few moments, but let's wrap up uh, markets. Good reports from the U.S.-China trade talks. Didn't push the markets as high as maybe some folks thought. This morning, March corn up a penny, and they're not done yet. They've just made a favorable move towards a deal. March corn this morning up about a penny at 378, oats up six at 288. March soybeans up eight at 923, meal up 220 a ton at 312.20. Wheat up to at 519 on the March contract. Country elevator prices, as we take a look at our DTN screen, uh, we had Baldwin and Elmwood reporting 309 for corn, 818 for the beans. Durand, Mondovian, Fall Creek at 305 and 818. In Osseo, the corn 307 with the beans at 818. Over at Stevens Point, 327 for the corn, 810 for the beans. Out at Elk Mound, the corn's 323, beans 831. 
Sparta, 323 on the corn, 818 for the beans. Ellsworth, corn, 292 beans at 818. Ethanol plants, 340 at Boyceville. Stanley, 338. New Richmond grain facility at 333. Barrel cheese unchanged yesterday, 130 and one quarter. Blocks up two and a quarter at 149 and a quarter. Butter down a quarter at 229. February class three down one at 1402. March down 10, 1436. April down 11 at 1453. May down 14 at 1504. June down nine at 1548. Prices mixed out through the rest of 2019. Save money now. Country Jam USA ticket prices go up February 5th. Don't miss Keith Urban. Toby Keith. I should have been a cowboy. Jay Cohen. Marin Morris. Take advantage of early bird pricing now. Go to countryjamwi.com. Three incredible days, 30 years in the making. Country Jam USA. And Mark Hagedorn, Eau Claire County Agricultural Agent, is on the air with us. So do you know what American Girl is? Uh, by virtue of the Internet, yes, I do. And if you want second-party affirmation, yes, they are closing, Bob. So you'd best Second get in party there. Second-party what? Affirmation. What does that mean? That <laughs> means I am confirming your story. Oh. <laughs> well, that's good to know. All right. Well, you guys, were you guys closed this week like everybody else? Uh, when the University of Madison oh, that's closed, right. closed down, all state agencies, all, uh, county faculty sure. started working from home. So. Okay, good. All right, um, but now today you'll have the office open. Yes. All right, good. Yeah, Mother Nature is uh, being a little kinder to us from here on out, at least for the next few days anyway. So uh, with all this cold weather, what, uh, what's what been going on? Well, um, I thought I'd just remind everybody that if you were wanting instructor-led uh Youth Quality uh, Meat Assurance class, which is mandatory here for the Eau Claire County Fair and several other counties in the area. If you is want, that B- that's not BQA. Is it's it? it's the the youth version. Okay, the old yeah. MAQA. yeah, they've got to go to classes. Yeah, they've got to yep. go to classes. We've got uh, our on February second, which is this Saturday at uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, that's why I thought I'd mention it. Uh, at 9 o'clock, we've got our uh, juniors coming in from 9 to 10, and then the intermediates are scheduled to be there from 10.30 to 11.30. Now, this is eventually, this is pretty much in all counties now, isn't it, that you got to have this training? I, to the best of my knowledge, most counties across okay. the state in some capacity are requiring it or uh, strongly suggesting it, yes. All right, so that's tomorrow, and uh, again, where is it going to be? It'll be at the extension okay. office, and the the interesting tweak on this now is you need to sign up online before you can come in and take the right. class. Well, that's it's no a, big deal for those kids. They, they, they can sign up online in 30 seconds. Yep, it's a $3 charge. All right. But, uh, All right. So that'll that, be offered there. All right. What else is going on? Um, Just thought I'd also remind everyone we did our first go-around of pesticide applicator training last Saturday for all the folks that worked during the week that wanted to get that taken mm-hmm. care of. So the next and final offering here in Eau Claire is on February 21st, and we'll start up at 9.30 a.m., have everybody out of there by two two thirty. So, okay. if you're needing to renew your 
private pesticide applicator license, uh, get a hold of Andy, get down to the office, get your book picked up, and we will commence February 21st with that. And this is changing. I know when I talked talk to Rodrigo Worley yesterday, who was the weed specialist, and he started talking about Palmer Amaranth coming in and what kind of treatments we have to have. And then you talk about the dicamba issue in Wisconsin. you you got to get updated on this stuff. This isn't what it was five, ten years ago. This is a, an ongoing change in, as far as handling these compounds. Yes, it's, it's ever-evolving, and... Uh... We try to spend a little bit of time touching on both of those subjects. Uh, I'll I'll do a little uh, polling of the group to see how many are using uh, dicamba-type formatted uh, herbicides. And to be honest with you, I'm not getting a lot of people that are indicating that they are just because... uh, Not yet. Not yet. And I, I, I think the potential is there for more use as time goes on but uh we'll talk about it matter of fact i think uh, jerry is going to have rodrigo up here in a couple of weeks and spend two or three off hours talking to that mm-hmm. subject specifically so we'll have more for you on that as it gets a little bit closer so when is that uh, next private pesticide applicator training on the weekend uh, February 21st is the last offering, and that's okay. on a Thursday. Oh, that's on a Thursday. Yep, All I, right. I did my one Saturday. Okay, Bob. so now <laughs> and is this walk-in, or do you want them to pre-register? What do you need to have them do? Now, is this Eau Claire and Chippewa County combined, or I know you can cross county lines to get this training. So Yeah, as a matter of fact, last Saturday I had residents from all three Chippewa done in Good. Eau Claire Good. County. Good. So, uh, uh just get your book purchased wherever you can get your book purchased at. We'll account for that on the on the day the test is offered, and we'll get everything sent in, and All right. we have very high passage rates. All right, and I'll give affirmation that that's a good class. How's that? Thank you very much, Bob. <laughs> I love your support and there appreciate it from All the right. cockles of my heart. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, your cockles are something. All right, we'll see you later. Mark Hagedorn, Eau Claire County Agricultural Agent on the air with us. Getting warmer, 5 below right now, but 16 today. Oh, upper 30s tomorrow, Sunday about 40, and upper 30s on Monday. Got garbage? Get a free upgraded recycling cart from... Proviro. Is your recycling bin always overflowing? Join Proviro and get a free upgraded 65-gallon recycling cart. Plus, on those windy days, the recycling cart will keep those recyclables from blowing around the neighborhood. Sign up online at Proviro.com or give us a call at 715-513-6686. And remember, got garbage? Get Proviro. Wax 104.1 